Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. If you like what you're hearing, why not try a StephCast subscription? Only $4.95 a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how. Hi, Glenn Kirshner. Hi. Good morning, Steph. Good morning. I'm wearing my sexy liberal shirt because I'm so excited to see you September 10th. Yeah. Sexy liberal DC on panel. I can't stand it. Okay. Can't wait. Can't wait. Me too. So, um, wow, a lot to break down here. So let's talk about this, uh, the judge ordering portions of the Mar-a-Lago search affidavit to be unsealed. Uh, my first instinct would be you don't unseal anything during an ongoing investigation. But break down for us what you're thinking about this because it's the government gets to make redactions they tell to a certain date the judge will review it give us your breakdown of this i think um we had he had all us former feds fooled because we kind of thought this would be an easy call for the judge he would hear arguments that you know releasing any of this information would um, interfere with an ongoing investigation would impact national security matters would endanger the lives of witnesses and discourage other witnesses from cooperating um, but you know what? The, upon reflection, one thing we have to keep in mind, this hearing yesterday was not Donald Trump versus the Department of Justice. This hearing was the fourth estate, the news organizations, the media saying, we believe this is so important and historic. And there is a need for at least some transparency. The public needs to know at least a little bit of the misconduct of Donald Trump that led to these search warrants being executed, that it was the media that was moving to have this stuff unsealed. And the prosecution trotted out the same old line that I've trotted out many times. You know what, ongoing investigation, Judge. The judge said, well, I hear you, but what I want from you are proposed redactions because I'd like to see you take a first crack at redacting out all the stuff that might interfere with your investigation, but showing to the public all the stuff that doesn't. And Steph, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't. For example, we know Department of Justice official, officials, national security officials went to Mar-a-Lago and Trump and company swore up and down, you got it all, you got everything, we've given it to you. Yeah. Turned out that was a flat out lie, so they had to get a search warrant. Those things are known to the public, so some of that information I think actually can be um, disclosed without injuring the ongoing investigation. Because that's obstruction, right? I mean, that's the other charge now on Absolutely. top of the... Absolutely. It's one yeah. of the charges in the warrant. 
Yeah. So, uh, okay. Uh, he said on my initial careful review, there are portions of it that can be unsealed. Um, he, uh, blah, 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 let's see. He said he would give the government a full and fair opportunity to make redactions, ordered them re uh, redacted version by next Thursday, right? Um, he would then review the document, either order its release if he agrees with the redaction or has a closed door meeting. He said, uh, obviously, I'd win that argument if they can't agree, but he'd allow the government time to appeal his ruling. Um, the top, the top, the DOJ official said the detailed and reasonable uh, lengthy document needed to be kept completely under wraps because it contains substantial grand jury information and a unique case with natural national security overtones. He said the government is very concerned about the safety of the witnesses in the case where whose identities could become compromised if the affidavit is released. Wouldn't that be your major concern? Is that's what Trump would want? How can I, you know? chill th these witnesses and future ones, right? It, it would be my major concern. And protecting witnesses and sources and methods was always my major concern during during an ongoing investigation. Let me say the top uh, DOJ official who argued this, Jay Bratt, somebody I've known for decades. We worked together at the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office. He's a good, honorable, ethical man. And I think we'll be well served by having him take point on this. But here's the other thing. When we put these affidavits together, when yeah. the FBI agents put them together, we review them and approve them. We never do name witnesses. What we do is we re refer to witnesses as W1, W2, W3. If it's a cooperating witness, we call them CW1, CW2. If it's a victim, we call them V1, mm -hmm. V2. So on the one hand, we, won't, we wouldn't even be disclosing the names because the names aren't in the affidavit. But, Steph, if it says something like, you know, CW1, who was a close personal assistant to Donald Trump, I mean, you yeah. can start to feel like, oh, CW1 might be Mark Meadows, somebody that they can identify. I'm not saying Mark Meadows is right. a signed up cooperator, but though that's the danger of disclosing this, because if they can figure out who the witnesses are, then they can tamper with the witnesses. Right. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Um, we mentioned earlier, Glenn, that uh, 18 former Trump officials tell CNN his standing order of declassification was, uh, and I quote, bull, <laughs> which I think is a legal term, yeah. but it was bull. Um, literally, that's what they said. Um 
I, you've also, I think, said to us that it, part of that doesn't even matter, that obviously Trump seems to think this like exonerates him somehow, but it, it, that's not even the major charge, is it? Yeah, you know, Donald Trump only opens his mouth to lie or incriminate himself these days. And, and so there are two points with respect to this claim that I had a standing declassification order. Um, first of all, that's not how it works. Right. But, but second, did you see that Trump released a declassification yes. order from years ago for, I think, the Fast and Furious, which was an um, yeah. DOJ operation. I think it was, cross, it was Crossfire and Hurricane. You know what that was, wasn't it, it Crossfire Hurricane? Was, no, Glenn, pro- sorry. Wasn't it Crossfire Hurricane? Because Crossfire Hurricane, not, not the Fast and the Furious, yeah, I'm just sorry. To, right. and, and what that showed was there is a process involved in formally declassifying stuff. Trump knew it, and he followed the process years ago. Right. So he's always playing against himself when he tries to offer the explanation du jour. Yeah. John Kelly said nothing approaching an order that foolish was ever given. And I can't imagine uh, that uh, it worked at the White House after me would have simply shrugged their shoulders and allowed that order to go forward without dying in a ditch to try to stop it. Mick Mulvaney, John Bolton, Olivia Troy all said the same thing. Any uh, other another senior official laughed and said it's ridiculous, said uh, Jamie Gangle at CNN uh, and very, very uh, senior Trump administration official called it bull um, and there were a few other and, words. And Seth, the other, the other point you made that I didn't pick up on is um, with, with respect to the three crimes that are included in the search warrant, I call them charges. They're not charges. Those are the crimes that are being investigated. None of those three require classification of those documents. So the whole, did he declassify, did he not declassify is a complete non-issue with respect to the search warrant that was conducted. Yeah, exactly. So uh, nine days after the Mar-a-Lago search, FBI agents are still sifting through the Trump documents. It's the uh, filter team, correct? Um, So, uh, yeah, the filter team is uh, tasked with separating out documents that are covered by attorney-client privilege, material deemed not relevant to the probe. Obviously, they turn over relevant documents to investigating agents and then give the rest back to, to Trump. Um, the officials say they're checking to see whether any of the documents or other materials not marked classified include classified information. So how, how long, just curious, is this expected to take the rest of this? Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie, Steph. When I was a member of a taint team, which a taint team or a, a filter team, um, it was not fun duty, but we all had to do it because prosecutors get involved in that as well. And we put up a wall between the filter team and then the prosecutors and the agents who are handling the investigation. And we have to go through in really meticulous and somewhat tedious fashion a review of every piece of evidence to see if any of it might enjoy some privilege such that it shouldn't be part of the criminal investigation. Sometimes we will then submit it to the judge if we have an open question about whether it enjoys a privilege or not, and we let the judge make the decision. So we're kind of bulletproof in whatever decision we reach. Um, that can take days, weeks, on the outside, months, yeah. depending on how much material was seized and the nature of the material seized. But that's not something that we do quickly, casually, or cavalierly. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's and let's turn quick. Oh, first of all, well, let's go to Georgia first because uh, you had tweeted the, the precise definition of target and why Rudy Giuliani is destined for an indictment. That's the other thing we're hearing, mm-hmm. I, even from a close associate of his. Um, I mean, 
I kind of love that all these figures in right wing world are saying it is inevitable Trump and Giuliani are going to be indicted. So Rudy obviously got a target letter, as he yeah. said, right? And a target letter, if the definition of a target is a person that the prosecutor has substantial evidence against linking him to the commission of the crime and somebody who the prosecutor intends to indict. It's that two part test. Um, so Rudy being a target, when we when we give somebody a target letter, it serves two purposes. One, it says this may be your last chance sport to cooperate because we're intending to indict you. And two, you need to know you're a target so you can go into the grand jury. And if you choose, invoke your Fifth Amendment right against yeah. self-incrimination because we intend to indict you. Rudy was in there for several hours. I have a feeling there were tons of invocation of privileges and probably lots of you know rambling and misdirection. And when Rudy was asked about it, I don't think he said whether he had pled the fifth or not. But we'll probably hear about that at some point. Uh, Glenn, did you happen to watch, I believe it was Ari Melber's show yesterday? It was a former, I think, a friend of Giuliani. I just found it so disturbing, but he was talking about, you know, talking to Giuliani and he went off on his usual like you know election fraud rant and the, the guy just said Rudy y- you know none of that's true you know blah 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 and he said he told this disturbing story that Rudy winked at him like as if you know he I, I can't I don't know the whole full context of the conversation but that he knew it was bull yeah and I, I just but you know Glenn it's not funny people have died half of this country doesn't believe in our election integrity like that Rudy knows this is a big joke and he's in on it is just astounding. And two things. First of all, that gentleman who was on with Ari should go right into the grand jury and testify about that. Yeah. And then second, not only have people died, but we have these these sick, despicable Republicans who are saying the FBI is coming for you. IRS agents are coming to you with AR-15s and they're going to kill small businessmen. Yeah. And this kind of inciting violence is insane. And I think the Department of Justice has to set it, set aside its timidity with respect to being accused of trampling on somebody's First Amendment rights. And they have to start addressing this speech that is designed to incite imminent violence because it doesn't enjoy First Amendment protection and more and more people are going to get hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just because I guess that's the big question, like what happened to Rudy, <laughs> like that he used to have a soul, he used yeah. to this, that it really is insane what what people have done for this criminal. I don't know that he ever had a soul. Yeah. And I think I hate to say that 9-11 revived him because he yeah. was on his way out because he had, you know, there were other shenanigans going on. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think he was in the right place at the right time. And yeah. rode a wave that he didn't deserve to catch in the first I, place. I was in New York for 9-11, Glenn, and I thought the same thing. Like, all of us who were in New York, knew he put the command center, you know, in in the World Trade Center when he was told not to, that, you know, the whole controversy about uh, police and fire radios being able to coordinate. I mean, that was my feeling at that time, is I'm like, oh, he's just the guy that got his face on camera uh, yeah. the most when we were all traumatized. And we were, and we all were like, looking for comfort. Yeah. We were in need of heroes, whether they were heroic mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. You know, and even yeah. President Bush came out looking OK. What does that tell you? Yeah. 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 When the worst national security failure in our history ha- happened on his watch, yeah. despite multiple yeah. warnings. Yeah. We didn't know that until later. But yeah. at that time, yeah. he was a bit of a comforting. Yeah. You know. Yes. Yeah. Well, CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. 
you should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And also, Rudy was mayor during Trump's heyday back in the day. Yeah. You know, Trump acting like a mob boss, would he have sweetened up the mayor? Would he have, like, had, would Rudy have favors in on Trump back in the day? I mean, that, that makes sense the way Trump operated back then. Yeah. And, and Rudy in general. <sighs> yeah, Travis, that question answers itself. Yeah. We, we see the unabated crime wave that was Donald Trump in New York business and real estate yes. circles. And it continues to this day with, how Alvin Bragg just yeah. handled the Alan Weisselberg. <laughs> That's kind of why I want to go what? that way. I don't know where I end and you begin because this was the last story I wanted to ask you about. We go back we to New York. We complete each other, Steph. We, you complete me. Um, yes. So let's. Obviously, some might consider this a sweetheart deal. I'm sure you do for a man who kept his lips shut and wouldn't implicate his old boss six months or less behind bars. Um, he agreed in exchange to testify uh, about the way the Trump organization rewarded him with untaxed corporate perks for years. His testimony uh, could prove pivotal to convicting the corporation, which would be forced to pay huge fines, which could make it, you know, mm-hmm. implode. I, Glenn, I know how you feel about it and ag said the same thing yesterday i don't like this but I, andrew weissman I, I saw yesterday said i changed my mind on this that i i and i think michael cohen also said i think he will in the end seriously implicate donald trump what, what's your feeling on all that yeah i have a different take like let's take a step back steph because alan weisselberg just pleaded guilty to 15 felonies that would have resulted in a de facto life term for him because of his age and the prosecutors said one you don't have to cooperate against donald trump but you do have to testify against the trump organization it's a bit of a difference a distinction without a difference and two if you say if you tell the truth which the defense will attack as well that means if you say anything the prosecutors want you to say you can get as little as a hundred days for your 15 year long course of a criminal scheme to defraud in the first degree, stealing millions of dollars from New York City and state taxpayers. Steph, if there was a super secret double probation plan in place, Pomerantz and Dunn would not have resigned in protest saying Alvin Bragg killed the case against Donald Trump. Don't be fooled. Occam's razor. This is bad, bad, Mm -hmm. bad. This is a Uh, This is a prosecution shop led by Alvin Bragg that, in my opinion, blinked and did the wrong thing. Yeah. Can he can just quickly before we go, though. So he can't take the fifth only on crimes he's admitted guilt to. What how does that play out in the upcoming trial? Yeah. Once you plead guilty, your Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination regarding those crimes is extinguished. Why? Because you can never be charged with those crimes again. So you can be compelled to testify. But Steph, here's what everybody forgets. You can compel somebody to testify, but you can't compel them to tell the truth. Yeah. So he can get up there and lie 
and say, if they didn't bang me out for 15 felonies, they're certainly not going to do anything to me about a perjury charge. So, yes, this it's an academic exercise. Yay, we can compel him to testify, but we can't compel him to give up Donald Trump. Okay. All right. Well, we shall see. Uh, to be continued. Mm-hmm. To be continued in person with those piercing blue eyes, September 10th. Less sexy than a month. Liberal, sexy liberal DC. I know, yeah. right? Okay. <laughs> see you then, Glenn. And we'll talk Love to you next staff. week. See you soon. All right. Mwah. All right. Thanks, Glenn. Mm-hmm. So much. 51. Are you going to make him wear something tight like you make us yes. wear? Yes. Yes. I have a spandex Captain America outfit. Oh, is he still listening? <laughs> shh, shh, shh.